Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The, the joys of 45 days of early voting, right? <laughs> Just all these problems kind of pop up. I mean, I guess you could argue, oh, this gives them a chance to fix things. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's a, it's a problem. I've still got my ballot. I was going through the junk on my desk yesterday. I've got the ballot in here someplace. And that's like gold. I need to make sure I preserve that thing. Still haven't cast it for the primary that's uh, March the 5th. But I guess getting closer and closer to making a decision. Good morning to you. It is Tuesday. It's the sixth day of February 2024. It is Ronald Reagan Day. I, I hereby, with the power vested in me as the talk show host of the morning at WRVA, I declare this to be Ronald Reagan Day. And uh, I try not to overstate this, but I was very lucky early in my career. My first job out of college was as an intern for President Reagan. It was supposed to be three months with Ronald Reagan. And then... Um, Somehow I conned him into letting me stay for a whole year. Uh, it's, it's one of those lessons I share with, you know, we had the students from St. Christopher's here the other day. And I was like, look, guys, you're, in a, you're going to be competing. You need to make yourself invaluable. And when I went to work for the Reagans um, in the Reagan office in L.A., post-White House, I did. I mean, if they needed coffee, man, I was getting coffee. They needed copies, I was getting copies. Uh, you know, and there was nothing but. I went and got the laundry, and then when I showed up with a draft of a speech for his birthday with Margaret Thatcher, they looked and said, "Oh, are you serious? You wrote this?" And the next thing I knew, I was writing speeches for Ronald Reagan, um, doing the first draft for him. And believe it or not, he actually had a lot of edits. I would sit in his house with him, and he would he would edit what I had written and say what he liked and what he didn't like, which, of course, to me was just a joy. My gosh, I'm with my political hero and the former president of the United States who saved the world from obliteration and, and, and stopped the spread of the communist cancer. And here I am sitting with this man – you know, getting a master lesson in in leadership. It was really a remarkable uh, time, and I've ha- I've been fortunate to have a lot of great jobs, and and this is one of them here at WRVA. But nothing has really ever eclipsed that opportunity, which paid like an occasional free fill up of gas in the in the Jeep. That was that was my pay back then. And I'm always thankful my parents were able to help me cobble together the money. 
to uh, be able to live in L.A. and and um, experience that. So there's there are a lot of lessons that Ronald Reagan taught us, and some of them are very relevant to what we're seeing right now, like his admonition that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction because people don't realize what they've got until it's gone. And maybe we've dropped the ball on that. You know, when you look at the Capitol and you see some of the things the Democrats are advocating, it's clear that respect for individual liberty and a clarity of mind about what's right and what's wrong, what's good and what's evil, what empowers the individual versus empowering the collective and the government, that hasn't been a part of the the educational curriculum for a while, it seems. And I think we're on the verge. It's kind of shocking to me that this is happening in my lifetime. I, I feel a sense of guilt that this is happening in my lifetime. We're on the verge of losing what our parents and grandparents and our predecessors fought for and very carefully handed to us. So I hope you'll keep that in mind. Um, if, if you're kind of passive right now and you're comfortable – may not be you you may look up in another couple of years and wish that you had stepped out of your comfort zone somebody who has been out of the comfort zone for a while is todd gilbert delegate todd gilbert he was the speaker of the house of delegates and unfortunately with the shift in power at the capitol he is now the minority leader but he's still in the fight and he is with us good morning to you delegate gilbert i appreciate you coming on uh, happy to do it, John, and happy to report the goings-on here at the uh, at the Funhouse. Yes, well, t- tell me, how bad is it? Well, you know, I mean, I, I listened to your comments there, and, and uh, spot on. I mean, the, listen, people that complain about the loss of liberty and think this is some sudden occurrence, I mean, the political left has been on a a march of incrementalism for a hundred years or more. I mean, this is, this is just a manifestation of, um, uh, if we're not careful, a real tipping point. And, uh, all of that is manifested every day in the legislation we see here in Richmond. And, and, it, it, you know, the other side is in some respects, a parody of themselves at this point, they just can't get off whatever narrative that they're, affixed to politically and they pursue it legislatively and and we we see the results in the bills that are moving forward what are you flagging as the the series of bills that's of most concern to you is it the law enforcement um uh, a lot of that the, the you know the 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 one that jumps out at me in that space played itself out a few days ago here it's something innocuously called the second look bill right and what it is 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 that every single offender who's still in a prison and by the way it's they've let so many out already that the only people left in prison are the violent offenders the sex offenders and the just absolute criminal recidivists i mean and i'm generalizing but that's it and 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 they want them to be able to get out too mind you and i just want you to think of any heinous uh, crime that comes to mind where somebody is still in prison, even if they were on death row previously and we got rid of the death penalty or they got rid of the death penalty. Um, you know, all those people would be eligible to have to be resentenced after a period of time mm-hmm. under this bill. And again, it played out the other day with the 
subcommittee chair absolutely, um, you know, uh, treating those victims in, in a way that I can only describe as shameful. They, the, the, the parents of murdered children, people who've been subjected to brutal rape and torture, uh, were there trying to testify on this bill, and they were able to stop it last year. Every single Democrat voted against this bill last year after they heard witness testimony. Mm. They gave them all six minutes collectively to collectively. be able to talk about the, not per person. The most no, they in fact they she 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 chastised them for not having worked out how they were going to divide up their six minutes better. Oh. Um, in in the thirty seconds they had to plan that with complete strangers, and again, John, to talk about the most traumatic thing that ever happened to them in their life, collectively given six minutes uh, to talk about it on this monumental criminal justice bill. And so I think they just didn't want to hear it again because they knew that if they had to face these people and their real stories that they would have to cast a no vote again. And they, they, but they, they found a way around that. So that, that bill is moving on and the resentencing of the most heinous offenders in our prison system uh, where victims will have to be re-victimized through that process is is currently moving forward. Do these guys, you know, when, when you're with your colleagues, and you know, I'm pretty harsh about it, I recognize that, and, and you've got to figure out a way to work with these people, so I don't want to poison the well on the radio with you, but do, do, does anybody ever acknowledge that the data points are going in the wrong direction? Like in Henrico, a 74% increase in murders in the last five years, to me, that's alarming. And I would think even if you're a bleeding heart liberal, that would be alarming to you, too. Do they not recognize yeah. we got a problem on our hands here? I think I think many of them do and, and would privately tell you that they don't want to vote for a bill like that. Mm-hmm. But they feel, again, very much beholden to this narrative or that their base is so beholden to this narrative that they've created, that everyone who's in prison is there unfairly. Mm-hmm. Um, that they have to go along with this for political reasons. That that is one of the real, the real dangers uh, of where we find ourselves right now is is the the narratives that take hold and the inability, and to some degree on both sides, John. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, but um, I think much more dangerous what's going on right now with those in charge. Uh, I, I'd like to think that when I was speaker. Um, you know, we were measured and thoughtful and reasonable and, you know, disciplined and, and things that even people on my side didn't want. Uh, they wanted us to go off in the other direction. But, we, you know, I, I think there are, you know, the, the further they stay beholden to these narratives, um, there must be um, a political reckoning for it in the future. And I, I, I don't know that they believe that, but there has to be if reasonable people uh, are paying attention, and I think they will soon enough if they're not already. Yeah. What's the underreported story at the Capitol so far this year? You think? Um, you know, it. There, there's this whole. Um, there, there. You know, we're the number one state for business, but they're going to do everything they can to try to undermine that, they, making it more costly to be in business, make it make you more susceptible to being sued uh, if you're in business by your employees, mm-hmm. um, everything tilting more toward the, the employee. And look, we, we are pro people, right? We want people to be fully empowered, fully paid for what they do, um, you know, to reap the benefits of their hard work. But the, the narrative, again, has taken hold that all these employers are somehow evil and must pay for their evil. And in reality, they're going to make sure that it's so much harder to be in business, to start a small business, to put people to work, 
And this is going to get out of balance very quickly if they remain in hot pursuit of, of that particular narrative. Uh, the, the one thing for us in rural Virginia, I represent a piece of the Shenandoah Valley, right. the most beautiful piece, uh, as, uh, <laughs> as um, I think I'm contractually required to say, but it, it's true if you'll come visit us. Okay. Um, uh, you know, they are talking about, well, they have a bill that will ensure that local governments cannot get in the way of siting of solar um, uh, arrays in in their localities. And this is this has been a, a you know, I, I told the chairman of the Agriculture Committee year, several years ago when they were in charge the last time, you know, these are not these things are not going to be built in Reston, Mr. Chairman. Right. They're going to be built where I live on beautiful farmland and all to pursue this, again, narrative that you have. And um so they, I think they've seen enough pushback in rural Virginia that they realize they can't, can't accomplish their you know utopian goals with regard to green energy unless they make us do it. And that's probably among the bills out there. That's the most insidious for How places crazy. where that are like where I live. And juxtaposed um, up against the the move to get rid of the Dillon rule, which requires uh, consistency from. From sure. district to sure. district, city to city, town to town, juxtaposed up against that move, that's really um, kind of nefarious. Well, and juxtaposed against the, the, the a couple of years ago, again, last time they were in charge, they wanted every locality to have their own wide discretion on how they treated our gun laws. Right, right. And every you know this patchwork of gun laws all around the Commonwealth, where every single city and county and town was saying, "Oh, we have a different set of gun laws here." Um, they were happy to give them that kind of discretion, but they don't want to give them the discretion to decide whether a particular green energy solar project is a good fit for their area. And uh, that will that is just them bullying forcing their way onto uh, the rest of Virginia, as we say, Um, you know, that just top line stuff. I mean, we get, whenever we're in charge, we get uh, attacked by, you know, with willing accomplices in the media to say, uh, you know, you guys are obsessed with guns and abortion, even though uh, I I can show you years and years of um, uh, where we tried very hard to focus on kitchen table issues right. uh, and and the media only wanted to talk about the two or three bills that had been filed in yes. those subject areas. And meanwhile, the first, first and second bills that our friends on the other side filed was uh, a constitutional amendment to give you an unfettered right to an abortion right up until birth and a taking of um, uh, our Second Amendment rights through a so-called so assault weapons ban. Who's really ban. obsessed, right? That's what it comes yeah, to. Right. It's very interesting. Listen, I haven't I seen pre- any of those columns about obsession yet. About I know. Them, so. I know that we're so yeah. used to. Good point. Listen, I appreciate the chance to talk to you. Maybe we'll talk on the other side of the uh, the uh, t- on the 13th when the bills switch from house to house and we can see where things stand. And then we're all going to kind of hope that Governor Glenn Youngkin is a veto machine when this session is over. He's got a pocket full of pens, I'm told, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Todd Gilbert, the minority leader leading the Republicans in the House of Delegates. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, sir. 819, back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 